one, there could be some repair work that needs to go on with just optimal metabolism, but two, there's also some repair work that might need to happen with your relationship with food. So spending some time building in some habits where you're not so much worried about the exact calories you're eating. You're not so much worried about your progress on the scale, but you're more focused on adding in fruits, veggies, protein, knowing that you can eat carbs and fats would be a better place to start. I am so glad you are here. Welcome to the Real and Uplifted podcast with Dorothy. I'm your host, walking you through all things real and unfiltered about being a woman, a mom, a wife, a business owner, reaching your fitness and health goals, whether it is losing weight, gaining muscle, or just feeling your healthiest and best in your body, as well as everything in between here to inspire you to make life just a little easier so you can live your dreams and feel uplifted one episode at a time. So let's get started. Welcome to today's episode. This is probably one of the most important episodes you could ever listen to if your goal is weight loss. We are talking all about calories. Should you track them? When should you not track them? How accurate do you have to be? How much do macros matter? All the nitty gritty stuff that you need to know, simplifying it, giving you some tools and strategies to use. Or if you don't want to track calories, giving you some tools and strategies to use on that hand too. So, so glad you are here. Let us dive in. Number one, the first thing you need to know is that whether you track calories or not, your calories matter, right? If you are eating and bringing in calories, calories are a form of energy for your body and your weight is staying the same, then you are eating about the same amount of calories that your body needs and your body is using on a day-to-day basis. There's nothing wrong with this. Your body should spend the majority of the time at this place where you're just maintaining your weight. This is a great place to be. If your body is slowly gaining weight, this is a sign you are bringing in more calories then your body needs to maintain its weight. This isn't always a bad thing. If your goal is to build muscle, sometimes you're going to want to bring on more calories to give your body that energy to build the muscle. Sometimes this can include gaining a little bit of fat as well with it. And this is totally a podcast for another day. And then if your body is slowly losing weight, this is a sign that you're bringing in less calories than your body needs to maintain its weight. So ultimately, whether or not you choose to track calories, it's going to have an effect on your body. This isn't Disneyland, like calories do matter no matter what diet you choose, they matter. Now, the thing that every diet has in common is all of them put your body at a calorie restriction. So if you think about keto, if you were to give up every carb that you love, you're going to have a lot less options to choose from. You're going to eat a lot less calories, the odds are. If you've ever heard about a buffet and if you go to the buffet, you're so much more likely to eat more because there is so many more options and you know a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a little bit of this, a lot more calories than if you're just like, okay, well, I'm limited to just these two foods. And our palate sometimes when you're eating just the same things 
you're not going to be like, oh, and I still have room for that other taste over there or that other taste over there. So that can work if you are fasting and you're giving yourself like time limits of times you can eat. Odds are you're eating a lot less calories than if you can just eat whenever, whenever you want. And also truly to use fasting. This is again, another podcast for another day. Like the purpose of fasting, you can use it to restrict your calories psychologically. Like I feel like that could mess with you a little bit and make some things difficult. Like what if there's a party or a celebration that's like outside your eating window time? What sort of stress does that add to your life? But fasting like truly wasn't designed as purely a calorie restriction plan, but a lot of people use it to restrict calories and they do see weight loss. Continuing on with reducing calories, tracking your macros, your protein, your carbs, your fats, that's going to show you how many calories you're taking in if you're having a certain number of grams of each thing. And then of course, just like tracking your calories. So you know what you're eating, you can fit in foods you enjoy, you have some targets in there. And honestly, this is my preferred dieting method is to just get really clear, really understanding what you're eating, where your calories are coming from. And I'm going to talk a lot about this strategy at the very end of the podcast. So if you want to know how to best lose weight by tracking your calories, stay tuned for that. Before I dive into that, I want to talk a little bit about the other end of the spectrum. So weight loss happens two ways. One, you are either reducing the calories that you're taking in or you're burning more calories. Now, it is far easier to change the way we're eating. You get a much quicker, easier bang for your buck if you focus on that. But if you pair it with also enabling with two parts, one, enabling your metabolism to work at a more optimal level and burn more calories, that's awesome. You can do that through moving more. You can do that through building more lean muscle. There's some studies that show like reducing stress, helping support your hormones can just help all the functions in your body. So that's another method for losing weight. But today we're just focusing on tracking calories, using calories for weight loss. So the next important thing you need to decide is Does it make sense for me to track calories? And there are a few reasons I would say you should not track calories. One, if you immediately think tracking calories and you're like, okay, I've got to eat 1200 or I've got to eat 800 or I've got to eat a thousand. And you go to like, how low can I eat for like the most amount of time to lose weight as fast as possible? And maybe diets in the past, you're like very, very restrictive with calories and you have this whole list of foods you should eat and you shouldn't eat. One, there could be some repair work that needs to go on with just optimal metabolism, but two, there's also some repair work that might need to happen with your relationship with food. So spending some time building in some habits where you're not so much worried about the exact calories you're eating. You're not so much worried about your progress on the scale, but you're more focused on adding in fruits, veggies, protein, knowing that you can eat carbs and fats would be a better place to start. You might even make progress there losing weight, but the purpose wouldn't be to make progress. The purpose would just be to free yourself from being very in this restrictive mindset and almost setting yourself up to fail because 
Your body is going to fight back. Your mind is going to fight back if you are restricting, 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 and cutting calories so low. So your view of your diet, your view of your relationship with food, like these pieces matter. And there's the way most people go about losing weight and counting calories is how can I eat as little as possible for, and a lot of diets out there, they will set you on the lowest number of calories so you get the fastest results and it's not sustainable. And then every time you try to lose weight again, you try to go to that lowest point. So if you've had a history of a lot of dieting, a lot of restricting food, you might need to spend some time just maintaining your weight and focusing on adding in foods that support your micronutrients, your hormones, protein, all of those things before you track. Now, if you feel like you're ready to track, you can, of course, I always recommend like building in those habits that support your hormones, your metabolism, micronutrients, protein, like have goals around fiber, focus on adding those in and then have an 80-20 flexible mindset Around 80% of my calories are coming from nutrient-dense foods and 20% I can fit in the foods that I want. And I've had clients who, when I meet with them and talk to them, they say like, it's really important for me to start my day with a Dr. Pepper, or I need to have that somewhere in my day, or I really don't want to give up my wine at night, or I love having potato chips, or I love having ice cream with my kids. So it's important to like put that into your calories because that isn't going to ruin your progress. That one splurge a day or however often you're wanting it, what is going to ruin your progress is if every time you have that, you're like, well, this isn't right. This isn't getting me closer to my goals because you're going to manifest that into your life. So when it comes to tracking calories, the next thing I want to say is this is like trying to hit sort of a moving target with a not perfectly straight arrow because the calories that your body burns every day is going to fluctuate a little bit based on workout, sleep, movement, even the food you eat can have, can play a role in this. So it's not like, okay, here's 1600 calories every day because you might have days where you're more hungry. You might have days where you're less hungry. So finding a range of calories, like here's the range of calories that you should eat while you're losing weight. And then you do have to actually track your weight. It's sort of like if you were trying to save money for a vacation and you're like, okay, here's the vacation I want to go to. Here's how much it costs. If I save anywhere from this much to this much a day, then in X number of days, I'll get there. And then you'd watch the bank account as you'd like track your progress in the bank account. Like, okay, I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. Same thing with tracking your weight. Like if your goal is weight loss, set your calories, find a target. And then you do have to sort of like track your weight. And this can be a tricky part as well. Again, if your mindset has been really like tumultuous with the scale, that might not make sense for you. There might be other metrics that you want to track. But if you can look at the scale as data and you don't look at it just day to day, but you look at it like week over week, looking at the averages, this is going to be an important metric because if you're consistent, as consistent as you can be, knowing that sometimes when you add foods in my fitness pal, like you want to look for that blue check. If you have a food scale, like that can help you be more accurate. But even some labels that have barcodes that have the blue check, they might be slightly off. So you're looking for being in that range. But then more importantly, you're also comparing that with the scale 
And if you're consistently writing your food in my fitness pal, whether it's during the week, during the weekend, on a terrible day, on a perfect day, like all the time, then you can see like, okay, my weight is trending down. So I'm in a great range. I should stick here and keep going. If it's been like three weeks and you've been consistent tracking, then you're like, okay, so something's going on here. If you've lost a lot of weight and you're at that point, that is a sign to pause and maybe do a little maintenance period for your body. So then you can get back in and cut calories slightly and keep going. Or you could take calories slightly lower and then track your weight and see if that makes a difference. Because if you're not losing weight, then your body is bringing in more calories than you're using. So something has to change. And honestly, I'm going to share like five pros that I love about tracking your calories. Number one, it gives you something that is under your control. So when you step on the scale, not really under your control, but what I plan to eat for myself, like I get to choose. I get to choose what I put into my body. I can think about how it makes me feel, how it helps me hit my goals, how it you know helps me meet micronutrients, how it takes care of me. I get to choose that. So when I put that into my fitness pal, it's like, oh, okay, that works, that fits. And it just sort of checks it off my list, helps me either plan for my day if I'm putting it in ahead of time or plan for the future. If I put something in and I'm like, wow, that food was so many more calories than I even thought. And it just, it wasn't even that delicious. It's not worth it. Which brings me to my second favorite thing about tracking calories. One, it creates this amazing awareness around what we're eating. Sometimes like you go to Starbucks and sure you look at the drinks and you see the calories and you have an idea about it. But when you put it in my fitness pal and you see like, oh my gosh, that drink has 30 grams of sugar, no protein, no fiber. It's 400 calories or 300 calories. It helps me meet like zero of my goals. Like I'm able to look at that and be like, huh, is there something else that I would enjoy more that helps me hit my goals more? If I'm spending like 300 calories on 30 grams of sugar, like would I rather have ice cream for dinner tonight or for dessert tonight? Would I rather have a cookie? Like it just helps me make more informed decisions. There are no wrong or right decisions. Like I could have that Starbucks drink, but like honestly, I would far rather have three pieces, four pieces of chocolate and a mini ice cream cone for the same, the same amount of sugar. So the second big win is it creates an amazing awareness. Number three, my third favorite thing about tracking calories, it gives goals to work towards, but you don't have to be perfect to have success. So I am a bit of a perfectionist and I really noticed when I was working on my own weight loss journey and I was tracking calories, I it was so relieving because I couldn't be perfect. Like I had kids and busyness and it was so relieving to realize like my calories didn't have to be perfectly the same every day. I could have days where we went out, maybe got Mexican food and my calories were slightly over and I was still making progress. So the other reason I love tracking calories is because 
you can sort of release that it has to be perfect. It has to be the perfect foods only that go in there. It has to perfectly meet your goals. No, it doesn't have to be perfect. And if you're not making progress, then you just shift. You don't beat yourself up because you're like, I wasn't perfect enough. You're like, okay, here's what I have control over. Let me shift. Number four, the fourth reason I love it is it's just, it's just subjective. It's just like, it is what it is. Those are the calories and I'm making a decision. And if I'm not getting the results, I can look at those. If I'm really not getting the results, and I will do a little caveat here because there are like two women that I've worked with where they did seem very on point with their calories and they really needed to adjust some medication, some deeper root health causes, some hormonal imbalances that needed to be addressed with their primary care provider. For the majority of women, it is just objective information. If you're willing to like look at it truthfully, like be honest with yourself about how you are inputting the stuff. If you are missing putting in bites and licks and taste of things and you're gaining weight and you're not putting it in there, it's going to show up. So you might as well just be honest with yourself so you can take just an objective data-driven perspective when it comes to losing weight. And number five, the fifth reason why I love tracking your calories is just the awareness. Like it just brings so much awareness. I'm going to tell a quick story about a woman I worked with. And when she first reached out to me and told me what she was doing and she was doing a lot of Peloton and she felt like she was eating very healthy, like all week long. And, and I was like, great. Well, it sounds like you have a plan. Like Are you wanting to keep going? Do you want to change? And she's like, no, I feel like I'm doing everything right. But so anyway, I was like, well, why don't you give it another couple of weeks and then reach back out? So she gave it some more weeks. She reached back out and she's like, no, I really, I need help. I don't know what I am doing wrong because I feel like I'm eating healthy, working out. And we did shift her workout slightly to focus more on muscle and strength training. And then We also looked at her food and it was so eye-opening to her. She's like, oh my gosh, every weekend I'm working so hard during the week that every weekend I am just overboard on brunch with my family, ice cream, cookies. It's not even like a cheat day. It's like a cheat weekend. And honestly, if you're taking care of your body, if you're moving towards goals, don't cheat on your goals. Like those foods, they can fit in during the week. There's nothing special. You don't have to earn your dessert. You don't have to do anything of like that. Like if you want it, you're allowed to have it. Ideally, see how it can fit into your calories, see how it can fit into your goals. But ultimately, you are the decider. So if you want it, you can have it. So I love how calorie tracking, it just brings so much awareness for my clients who are really willing to not only do the work, track the calories, I give them, I send over a little feedback every Friday. I look at their food diary. I really, really, this is a non-judgment spot. I really focus on the foods that they're eating that are like, oh my gosh, I love that you're adding this in. I love that you're adding this in. Oh, have you thought about maybe adding this with this meal? Cause this could help you meet some goals too. Or, or like, yes, I love that you fit in some chocolate and you did a like a reasonable amount or, you know, So that's part of it, getting feedback from me, seeing like, yes, you're doing the right things. Here are the goals you're meeting. 
hey, here, this looks like the next goal you should focus on, or this looks like a slight shift I would make to get the biggest bang for your buck. And then we just focus on one small goal and habit when it comes to hitting their targets at a time. And then two, the clients that are able to reflect objectively, look at this as data, look at it, sort of gamify it. Like, how can I fit in all the foods that I want? What am I eating that feels really worth it and I want to keep? And what foods am I eating that I'm like, wow, now that I know, I think I could find something else that would bring me joy, but isn't like tanking me hitting my goals. Those clients do the best. And then the last thing I want to share about calorie tracking is it's not forever. Like, please, please, please. You can live your life like this. It might feel good. And I still, from time to time, go through phases where I track calories or if I'm on vacation sometimes and I'm eating something I don't normally eat or I'm trying to make a decision between two different things while I'm out, I might sort of put it in my fitness pal and just like look at the nutrients, at the macro breakdown. I'm mostly looking for protein ratio higher than the sugar and looking for more fiber and just awareness around the amount-ish of calories it is. Because sometimes if I'm like choosing between two options and I look at it in my fitness pal and like a general breakdown of it, I'm like, oh, well, if I like these both equally, but this is how this is going to fit into my body calories and macro wise, that's what I'm going to pick. But that helps me bring more awareness so I can just more put it on autopilot when I am choosing food. But the habits that you build in to make it easier to eat at a calorie deficit, which actually include eating more food, more nutrient-dense food, focusing more on what you're adding in, eating more protein, figuring out ways to do that, seeing it in your calories, like that's going to establish some habits and some mindsets for supporting your body. That's going to make it so much easier for you to maintain. So if you have any questions about calorie tracking, shoot me a message. If you found this helpful, please feel free to share this, like, comment, would love a five-star review from you. And then finally, something that is really uplifting me lately and always is a good cup of coffee. We still have some coffee from Maui. And on Thursdays, when my husband goes into the office, he is not a flavored coffee person, but I have the vanilla macadamia nut coffee. I have half regular, half decaf. I usually add some vital proteins, collagen creamer, just gives it a creaminess, gives me like some extra protein in the collagen and some unsweetened almond milk. And it is so good. I so enjoy my coffee time. I love either sitting down to do some work with some coffee or more lately, as you may have heard me mentioned, doing a slower morning and just sitting outside and enjoying my coffee and listening to a good podcast or just listening to a coaching or sort of brainstorming how I want my day to go. And that's it. I hope you feel uplifted and ready to make some choices to move you in the right direction. I will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to The Real and Uplifted Show. Make sure to hit the subscribe or follow button from wherever you're listening. And as always, if you especially enjoyed this episode, leaving a review or sharing with a friend is the kindest way to pass this on and uplift others. If you're curious about anything from today's episode and ready to move closer to your goals, make sure you check the show notes for some fun bonuses. And to continue the conversation, shoot me a message on Instagram or Facebook at Dorothy McGatlin. Talk to you soon.